0: This episode of the Thrive Life Podcast is presented to you by Roar Alexander, powered by Thrive Life International, and home of the Thrive Life Challenge. Get ready to discover everything you want to know about fitness, nutrition, and optimized healthy lifestyle hacks to help you truly earn your Thrive Life. Also be sure to keep up with Roar at www.roaralexander.com and share the Thrive Life Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud or the Thrive Life podcast page on Facebook. Now, with no further delay, let's get on to the show. Hey, everybody. So I'm here with Terry Chow. Terry Chow is a feng shui master
1: thank you for
0: coming no problem <laughs> thank you and we're actually at her offices mm-hmm. in Hong Kong which is yep. a great thank you so much for inviting us no, to come no here problem. today and I'm really excited to jump in with you and talk about feng shui yeah um, and as we'll talk about later why I think it's really important I actually think it's a, a solution mm-hmm. to a lot of modern health problems and I think we're only uh, just I think it's almost like it's gonna take off again yeah um, but thing is we just have to figure out a way to, uh, you know, you change the wording, right? And change the descriptions of it. But can you first tell us? Um, I'll tell you where where I first discovered about feng shui and why I became interested. Is when I first moved to Hong Kong seven years ago. (laughs) We were driving to Stanley. Mm-hmm. And my friend pointed at this building and said you see those big holes yeah. in the buildings and I said yeah He said those are dragon windows. <laughs> I said well, well, well for what? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I said there's, there's no dragons and yeah. uh, but then he explained to me that it feng shui It's dragons and they fly back. and yeah. forth. so can you start off with maybe what feng shui is and then we can talk about dragon windows.
1: Yeah um, uh, I mean, okay, so feng shui is a practice that goes back to uh, at least 5,000 years back in China So it is a practice um, that is about the environment, mm-hmm. um, and the environment and the people, and the living things. So, so the way yeah. the
0: people interact with the yeah, environment. Yeah, and okay.
1: how um, the environment would affect us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: okay.
1: Um, and I think that, uh, I mean, what I hear a lot is that um, people are like, oh, so feng shui <laughs> is how you arrange your furniture.
0: Yes, I uh, hear that yeah.
1: a lot. So for me, I always think um, that's very tiny um, area in feng shui Mm -hmm. Uh, so in a big picture feng shui is about you know how the air would affect us Mm -hmm. um, the ocean the mountains so anything in the environment
0: yes and that's that's what i find is very fascinating we're definitely going to jump into that Mm because i don't know if you are uh, up to date um kind of when it comes to what's going on in the health and Mm -hmm. fitness spectrum but there's (laughs) a big movement now called functional medicine oh yeah which we'll explain because i think Feng Shui and functional medicine oh, are okay. talking about the same, same things, thing. but oh, one's a okay. Western Concept one's right. in more of an Eastern concept, but okay. let's get back to dragons for a second Yeah, <laughs> because you know if I could tagline dragons and mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna get lots of YouTube hits because of Game of Thrones so,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
0: What is a dragon window? And um, what does that mean?
1: So, okay, so dragon the term dragon is actually used a lot in um, Feng Shui okay so in the practice of feng shui when we say dragon it actually just means the energy that's going through the okay. nature gotcha. so I think why it was called dragons maybe it just sound, sounds really cool
0: yeah like sounded right.
1: really um, you know back then Chinese people also really love dragons yeah um, so I think we all like dragons. <laughs> yeah the
0: Chinese really did dig them yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and so I think the energy is so dominant Okay that they would name it after.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Now Hong Kong itself is probably the most, um, feng shui is very important in the yes. design yeah. of, uh, of, of, of Hong Kong. I guess even the way like you said, it has to do with the mountains and the ocean. Yeah. And I guess because you have the ocean and the mountains. So another one I know is Vancouver. Right. Vancouver is another very popular feng shui yeah. city. Of Richmond, yeah. and I've heard Richmond. I was always like, why is there so many Chinese people in Richmond? <laughs> and uh, it was people would say, oh, it actually has a very good feng shui. So what, right. does that, what, what, is, what is good feng shui in the environment anyway?
1: Like yeah, so basically, um, if you think about it this way. So if you were to pick a location, what would you pick? So would you pick a place that has greens, uh, it has um, mountains and water, so a super nice environment? Mm-hmm. Or would you pick the desert? Oh, i pick the
0: desert. <laughs> i pick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. the green grass and Yeah, the okay. so I
1: think what good function is, is just that, it's just picking a place that's um, good for you to live in. Okay. Yeah.
0: So then Hong Kong was picked, um, I guess, back in the day yeah. because of its good feng shui. Something about the, I think, they described it again mystical terms, the dragon's back or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, but why is feng shui now? I read on, on, on one of your videos, you had said you think at least half, maybe 30% to half the people in Hong Kong I believe, at least some part in feng shui.
1: Yes. Um, I think there is different levels okay. of, you know, how much people would, practice it or how much they believe in it Um, but I would say at least 50% people would have something to do with feng shui Um, it's because I think I had I have been in Hong Kong for seven years now Mm -hmm. um, and the people that I come across um, I would say most people are quite interested in it even though even if they're not practicing it they (laughs) would still consider the practice um, a very good
0: one yeah it's definitely interesting mm-hmm. that's for sure now speaking about the levels actually that's something i wanted to talk about i've read you know like you can look at it like basically hong kong the city was built here because it's good feng shui yep. but i've seen articles right down to like how to feng shui your wallet <laughs> so is, is, there a, is that just a is that just a grab to get your attention or can you actually no. like feng shui your wallet
1: i mean I like how small does it go I think it can apply to everything in our life. So in terms of um, personally, what sort of color you should wear, but that is a whole different area. Okay. Yeah. um, But it does. I think it does work in small things. Um, Okay. In terms of like, you know, what color, what kind of clothing would you pick? um, Where, what kind of friends would you surround yourself with? uh, What color your wallet is. Yeah. I think that sort of is feng shui so okay. I guess you can do that
0: okay yeah. and then um so where then is where do you see feng shui fitting in in modern terms because you're mm-hmm. you're the you're very um kind of seen as a contemporary feng yeah. shui kind of I don't really I don't know if we should use the word modernizing it but I'll just <laughs> use the word kind of modernizing yeah. it like what do they mean like you even s- describe I believe yourself as contemporary yeah. feng shui what does that mean
1: Um, Well, my uh, concept was to keep the traditions of feng shui, Mm -hmm. so the important elements. So how, uh, you know, the very basic rules or the five elements uh, theory, um, keeping all the traditions, but then giving it a new face or a new language. So in terms of like, (laughs) uh, let's say uh, dragons, Mm -hmm. how do I explain it in a modern way so that modern people can understand that? um and then so also like designing feng shui items Mm -hmm. uh, things like that that modern people can really start to understand it
0: do you find that speaking about items so i guess in feng shui you have what's called cures Mm -hmm. correct have you found that some people don't really quite understand that like do they go a little like um, crazy sometimes with the, what well, they think well, the rule is I have to have one of these in my home So they'll put it in and it's like what well, that just looks weird. Yeah, uh, the, or something just sticks out.
1: Yeah, um, there are a lot of items that are quite uh, exaggerated like uh, giant dragons uh, mm-hmm. big ox and like a copper clock, but the, they'll be like super huge and yeah. And just es- like experiment. a kind of clock yeah.
0: right in the middle of the room because <laughs> yeah. it's just supposed to be there by the yeah. middle, but it just throws off this room at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think
1: um, most people nowadays don't really like that anymore. But I think in the yeah. olden days, people can still accept it. And it is still part of life for them. But yeah. modern day people, they, they can't have that in their home.
0: Yeah. Would well, just you would just wouldn't want to have yeah. it. Yeah. So how do you go about fixing that then? Like, what um, do you have
1: to do with that? That was actually the, the reason why i really wanted to jump into feng shui was because i study design and um, art mm-hmm. so when i looked at these items i it made me crazy because yeah. it's like for me it was like looking at um
0: so it's just really gawky yeah sort of yeah you know, so like a gigantic gold fish statue <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> and so that motivated me to want to redesign all these items okay um, so how can we actually Take the important elements of these objects mm-hmm. um, but design a whole new face for it mm-hmm. but it still works as function shui.
0: Okay. so you said you had a, an art background <laughs> so let's actually talk about your background for yeah. a minute so so where did you start how did you get into feng shui
1: um so i actually grew up in hong kong um, okay. I was here until ten, and then I moved to Canada. So ten years old. Yeah, ten years old, and then I graduated. I study art my whole life, mm-hmm. um, and I graduated in Canada when I was like twenty-three, and then I came back to Hong Kong, and I worked a few jobs, and I w- wasn't very happy. Mm-hmm. So I sort of reflected on myself, and one day, just sort of sitting at dinner with my dad, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I, f- I think it's a." this is like the right thing to do, is to follow my dad to learn Feng Shui, and then put all my creativity into it.
0: Yes, now a question about that actually, I was wondering, did you not have an interest in Feng Shui? Because he's been doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Did you just at the time when you were a teenager, just like, no, that's just kind of weird or whatever, Mm -hmm. like just, it just wasn't a thing for you?
1: Yeah, that's the interesting part was, when I was growing up, I was, I had zero interest in Feng Shui, Mm -hmm. even though my dad, is a function master, and yeah. he would like arrange stuff at home. Yeah. But for me, I had absolutely no interest because when I was younger, I thought it was just um, very tradition, mm-hmm. traditional. Traditional, uh, only old people would do it. Yep. Uh, and then second would be um, uh, like I didn't under, I didn't understand what it was when yeah. I was young. So when I grew up, and then um, when I decided to jump into it, then I started discovering all these interesting things of a function
0: yeah now you had mentioned earlier um the, about the furniture arrangement you know, and yeah. people just think it's a lot of furniture arrangement yeah. in, in mystical terms yeah what yeah. then are so you know, but you also said the furniture is just a small part of it yeah what are the what are the uh, some of the other major parts then that maybe people don't really get as much or the parts that maybe they could that are more comprehensible to them
1: yeah so um there are examples where i can uh, of talk about too is mm-hmm. um, for example um, if you go to the same area and there is two exact same bars or restaurants okay and sometimes one would be always busy the other one will always be empty so but if they sell let's say if they sell the same thing, sell the same thing same price yeah and why one would always be busy so feng Shui is actually actually takes that um, and we actually analyze why that is hmm. so we would look at the location um, and say okay psychologically why would people want to go to this place more gotcha. and then not the other place okay yeah. so that is one major part where people think it's sort of superstition because it's like oh why is this place like why because it's located here then it's better then yeah. I can make more money but I think um, they forget that is there is stuff around that mm-hmm. makes that happen yeah for sure yeah, yeah and
0: then there, that would be is that getting into the concept of chi and energy, energy flow yes that would So, what is chi exactly Qi. like what is that
1: yeah of? so chi is just a term for energy in English okay. so it is um, basically the let's say the wind or the, the, the energy that would basically we would say a lot of people would say flow through a space mm-hmm. so but it's just energy yeah. that like like the wind would create Gotcha um, uh, the So air. does it have
0: to do with physical air flow?
1: Yeah, so it's yeah. more of the air flow? Okay. Yeah. Um and how the air
0: Gotcha, so airflow. So it's like kinda like um, when you're in a, a st- think like when you're in a stagnant room. Yes. With no air. It's like just an uncomfortable room to be in. Absolutely. Or at the same time, like even my mom today was funny because I was just talking to her, she was sitting out by the pool. She was saying, you know, in Thailand she just finds the air just doesn't move Yeah. she can't breathe. Yeah. But then she's like at the same time she also said, But on very windy days I find it hard to yes. breathe as well. So and yeah. she's the same way, right? You can have too much flow.
1: Exactly. Or you can have not <laughs> enough flow. Exactly. So
0: how do you know that perfect flow then? do you find
1: um there is different approach to doing it function has different layers okay so number one is um, there is a uh, basic rules or like there's a formula to pick the location okay um that's why when you say oh the dragon flows for here the yep. mountains create that dragon so we would look at that and say okay what location should you pick okay. um there's a good example actually HSBC in so yes, yeah the, the HSBC building yeah. um they famously has done the feng shui there um if you do go there you will notice which we are yeah okay <laughs> that okay. the air really flows okay yeah at the, uh, the ground floor area okay yeah if you stand the ground there, floor is the free area
0: that anybody can yeah, just go in correct yeah, yeah. The area.
1: if you stand there it's not too hot and mm-hmm. it's not too cold okay so it's just the right amount of
0: and is that based on just the direction of the yes. building? Yeah. The and is it eastwardly really facing? Is that the thing that fluctuates more about um, facing it east? It
1: really depends. Okay. Um. But there is, uh, statistically, there is a certain direction that is the most ideal. Okay. Um. um but it really do depend on where the environment. Oh, okay. Brings it. So, if there is, um, so so every area is different. Mhm. Yeah. So we have to look into that and then pick it
0: gotcha now how does astrology fit into feng shui? yeah because this is where the this is where i think the westerner people get started yes. to get a little bit they're like astronomy yeah astrology not so <laughs> much so how does astrology fit into feng shui um
1: there is that's kind of a
0: next level up right yeah,
1: yeah. there it is an other area of feng shui like there is branches okay of what um feng shui has so astrology, which is what we call the Chinese astrology, mm-hmm. um, is one big part of it, which we we do too. So we take the person's birthday, okay, and then we um, calculate, take that number, and we calculate um, what's gonna happen with that person, their personality. Um, but if you also think about it, um, everyone has different. Right? There's no exact same person on earth yeah so I think it goes
0: right down to the hour they're born right? yeah, yeah
1: the right the hour that they're born yeah. so the Chinese um, you know function reading uh, we do believe that every single person is different and mm-hmm. how can you tell by looking at their birthday their face um, yeah. their poem because yeah. they we all have different prints okay yeah so, so you look at their ear look green at their palm <laughs> yeah There's a lot of um, stuff to look at yeah um, so That is one big part, and Mm -hmm. astrology. So, let's say I think this birthday reading is just Chinese astrology. Mm -hmm. Sorry,
0: (coughs) it's because we closed all the windows, there's no qi flowing. (coughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) and sometimes the Hong Kong, yeah, Hong Kong is not
0: known as the cleanest era of the Mm -hmm. world. So itchy. Yeah, so yeah, we can edit it off. <coughs> t- <wait> Sorry. To. <laughs> That's okay. <coughs> okay, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. So where were we? Did you I don't know. So astrology. It's, it's cool. yes, astrology. yeah, astrology. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah, though. So I think um, what people, it might be a harder topic to understand mm. because it. Now it just has to do with the person's birthday, yeah, so people will then say, "Okay, well, at least for environment, i I have things I can look at,
0: yeah,
1: But for the person, it's like, oh, if I just look at the birthday, why would that tell me? Yeah, yeah, but I think um, it's important to look at not just the p- person's birthday but also mm-hmm. their features, okay. um, their you know poem again, uh, their energy, their okay. aura, everyone has different auras.
0: And then you have the uh, five elements too, yeah. correct? And then yeah. some people fall. Can so there's what are the five elements exactly, and how do those fit into feng shui?
1: Yeah. I know they're
0: very important in the design of your house and stuff yes.
1: like that. Yes. Um, so what we so the five elements comes from the Book of I Ching, okay. which um, is the Book of Change or the Book of Life. Okay. So it's saying that everything in our environment mm-hmm. is made out of five elements. Okay. Every person is any object that you would come across so that's why there's metal metal objects mm-hmm. um, let's say uh, the sun would be fire mm-hmm. uh, etc so the yep. five elements uh, we would take that and use that to balance a space for gotcha. a person Okay. Um, let's say if a space uh, has too much of certain elements mm-hmm. then we need to balance that out.
0: okay and you've seen you could see that sometimes when you walk into maybe a place and it's just like all wood. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's a lot Not of wood. wood. <laughs> you know, or it's a place that just feels like maybe just way too much concrete. Mm-hmm. Like some of the more modern homes, just like very concrete and metal. Yeah. And you're like, wow, you need a little bit of nature in here. Yeah. You know, the woman's touch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there. Um so then do you need like if somebody wants to say their house to get feng shui or whatever, mm-hmm. um, do you have to go into their their birthday and their birth and all that sort of stuff, or is can you just do, is there like a light version and a deep version?
1: Yeah. Um. When we do people's feng shui, we do also look at the person's birthday. Okay. To get a sense of their elements, because yeah. it does have different effects on. Okay. The relationship with the the space, so we do look at that. Um. It can get really deep. Yeah. You can look into that person's. Uh, not just the, what's gonna happen in one year. Mm-hmm. You can look at it. What's gonna happen in their whole life? Okay. Yeah. So you can look at that and say, okay, what's the best location for you to live in?
0: Gotcha. Yeah. What happens when there's like a family of five?
1: Ah, uh, then we will take consider of all the five people. Okay. Depends. Because they would probably have their own rooms too. Yeah. So we would look into their rooms and say, okay, what colors are good for you, what colors aren't good for you. Okay. And then the living room would be the place that. So would everybody's choose.
0: own room gets feng shui to themselves. Yes,
1: yeah, exactly. Okay. And then
0: they, what happens in the common rooms?
1: The common room then will have a very <coughs> balanced um, environment for all five. So okay. We usually com- recommend like very neutral colors, mm-hmm. um, which. It's like yellow, brown, beige, that type okay. of thing. Yeah.
0: And then Feng Shui also it does have rules though when mm-hmm. it comes to a house. So what are some of like the the, the the really popular rules? Like I've heard one, you know, like the the, um, the sink and the mm-hmm. oven can't be across from each other.
1: <coughs> yeah, um, they should be
0: beside each other, or like maybe an mm-hmm. L shape, but not directly across because the water interferes with the fire. <laughs> yes. So is that still a thing with you, or is, or is that kind of like you kind of, or is that kind of like where you're modernizing and saying that maybe your sink can be across from <laughs> your oven?
1: Yeah, I, I d- we do still look at that stuff too. Okay.
0: Um.
1: So for example, there is an example of a very common one would say, don't put your Desk facing the bathroom.
0: Yeah, okay. Something
1: like that. And so I would go in and I would explain to people why that is. Okay. Um, uh, number one is if you're distracted,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, then that's a no.
0: Yes. Because um, you want to get work done.
1: Exactly. Obviously. So that's a, actually one of the biggest reasons why Feng Shui would tell you not to do certain things. Okay. Um, is the distraction. Okay. Is the second would be because of the energy flow.
0: Yeah. Um, so the first one's distraction. Yeah. The second one's energy yeah. flow. Okay.
1: But because sometimes the energy flow can be really distracting. In terms of, let's say, if you have, a lot of people in Hong Kong actually, they will have their desk sort of right next to the hallway.
0: Okay. If they're in a big like, office yeah. building. Yeah, and the people are walking by.
1: All constantly walking by. Yeah. Then that actually, is an example why is very distracting.
0: Yeah.
1: So the 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 energy is constantly sort of going like this, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So that's um one of the things
0: that for sure really okay. And read another one too about uh not having your bedroom above the kitchen because it can <laughs> yes. lead to like heated arguments.
1: Yeah, um <laughs> that also I when I look at that that kind of examples then I would say okay, it does make sense let's say um if your bedroom is above the kitchen mm-hmm. then the kitchen do create more warmth
0: yeah for sure. more energy heat,
1: yeah. so that as human beings uh, as the uh, as the time goes on let's say a month maybe it doesn't make a difference mm-hmm. but if you live there for a year and you're sleeping on top of it yeah every day then that would make a big difference okay so
0: like because of the physical heat yeah okay
1: um because we are a lot of people don't think so, but we are very sensitive. Yes. Yeah. To environment. Yeah. Um, to anything around us. Noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, noise is one of the. Light. Yeah. Light. One.
0: Yeah. Uh, heat. Heat. Um, Color.
1: Yeah. Color. So all these yeah. things. Affects.
0: Yeah. And so that's where we're kind of getting into that functional medicine stuff, which we'll talk about later, right. too, because it talks a lot about that, yeah. too. Um, another one that I read, and this is the last one, I'll, keep, I'll stop questioning you on the wall, because <laughs> cause what, what I'm going to get to is a lot, how a lot of this stuff makes sense right. at the end, is I've read one post that says, you know, you don't want to have your um, bathroom yeah. near the kitchen. Yes. And it, it kind of makes sense. You know, you use the washroom, you don't want that odor coming to the kitchen. <laughs> uh, but even another thing, so another reason why, because this is a scientific fact, that when you flush the toilet, microscopic uh,
1: yes. toilet
0: comes out, you know, up to mm. 10 feet. Yeah. So you don't want the microscopic toilets coming out and then settling on your kitchen right. counter. So functional medicine is, it's basically now what it does, it's... Uh, It's almost like, it's kind of like a traditional Chinese medicine in a way Mm -hmm. that now looks at the whole system. Right. But, of course, in a more, um, I I don't really want to say scientific term, but a more Western look. But they're no longer just looking at, so if you go in there with a sore foot, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, okay, well, let's not just look at the foot. Yeah. Let's look at what's doing it. So it's right now, Um. the big thing is gut digestion and stuff like that. But one of the things, and the the reason that I find it so interesting is because in the last only maybe five years, Mm -hmm. In the health and fitness world, the modern, we've really started talking about the importance of natural light, right? And you know, getting your body accustomed to Mm -hmm. you know having black night, um, you know, light blinds at night, and kind of rising and falling to sleep with the sun, and now talking about the use of you know red lights yeah. when the sun goes down because right. of the circadian rhythms and the melatonin and all yeah. that stuff. And so a lot of it's coming back now to talking about your environment right. and how important your environment uh, is. Yes. And then things like, you know, like the having the, the, the washroom right next to the kitchen. Well, it just makes yeah. sense. that's just a, a makes sense from a point yeah. of view. Um, studies have shown us, you know, we all think that our homes are these clean havens. You know, like it's the home is a clean... It really, it should be. Your home should be your sanctuary of right. health when you go out in a crappy world where everything's deep fried and air exhaust and everything. But studies have shown us that our rooms, our houses can be up to ten times you know, more chemical laden than outside you know yes. so what do these we say in functional medicine and stuff like that in health we say you should have your windows open more right. to bring in more clean air well feng shui has been saying that for yeah. thousands, of <laughs> thousands of years so there's one there's one thing that they've done for us yeah we now know in psychology uh you know and we've known about now but we've known it for a while that yeah. color affects us yes in Feng Shui for thousands of years and say <coughs> color affects you. Yeah. You know, but we never think about <laughs> it. But I mean there's certain reasons why, you know, hospitals are the way you are, psychiatric wards don't use certain yeah. colours, you know. Red can be kind of an an, an, an an you know, it's people think it's not a negative color necessarily, yeah. but it's a more aggressive exactly. sort of color. Aggressive. Um so you know, now we're even talking in, in functional circles about that. Mm-hmm. Another big one in Feng Shui I know is your bedroom. Yes bedroom should not have a TV in it. Yeah. Your bedroom should be a, uh, a place where you go to relax, de-stress, yes. get say. So now what we have in functional medicine is books written on it about sleeping better. Right. If, what do we say? We say, you know, your room should be, you know, your room should be um, nice colors, yeah. shouldn't feel dark and cluttered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should, you know, have a no TV in there, no electronics buzzing us away. Yeah. I'm like, well, th- again, that's one of the <laughs> rules, in Feng Shui has been telling yeah. us for thousands of years. But only in the last two years, and we started as fitness professionals right. telling people to do that. Yeah. Um, so getting back to the dirty air, um, plants. <laughs> yeah. How do plants come into Feng Shui?
1: Well, Feng Shui, uh, we recommend people placing plants in certain areas. Okay. So that has to do again with the uh, where the planets. Would rotate, and so according to that, it would give certain areas in the room, in the space, Mm -hmm. different energy. Okay. So certain areas is really good for plants. Okay. And um, we actually, me and my dad uh, would actually pay attention to how plants work. Okay. Sometimes, if we place it in a certain area, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it would always just die. Okay. But in certain area, it would just like. just keep growing like okay, super so Thrive
0: in certain areas. Yeah,
1: so okay. other than the, but sometimes if that, they're dying in a corner, but they, they have the same elements. So yeah, they have same you get the same amount of light yeah, and same you amount feed in the same water. But why one keeps dying and why one keeps, mm-hmm. so we actually sort of look into that and say, okay, there is something else there Okay. that must, that might be affecting these plants. Yeah. Um, and then also, secondly, it's just that plants I always recommend to clients anyways mm-hmm. because it is very good for us. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then again, getting back to like the safety dirty mm-hmm. air, right? What do plants do? Mm-hmm. Well they clean the air. Yeah. And then cleaning the air means you have to get, well, if you good you could be on airflow, it might as well be clean air, right? Yeah. So again, like uh and then you like NASA has released, you know, a while ago, but south there, you know, their top ten plants for mm-hmm. cleaning air pollution. Yes. So I've just found I just find it really interesting when I started really looking into feng shui and things like it mm-hmm. um is that a lot of the stuff that now we're only just telling people to do. Right. They've been telling him to do it for a long time, <laughs> yeah. but we're just catching on now. Yeah. We're saying, oh, you know what, your bedroom being quiet is important, To being dark <laughs> is important, and the colors you have, and you know the way you have your kitchen is important. Now, I know the kitchen in feng shui um, is very important because yes. it's like the, the place of nourishment yeah. and all that. So can you explain the importance of a kitchen?
1: Yes, so kitchen is, it creates a lot of energy So, because it heats up a lot. So we do tell people to be careful where you locate your kitchen mm-hmm. when you, you know, renovate or build a house um, because it does exert the most energy in your in your room. Um, so that is number one why you need to pay more attention to it. Mm-hmm. And second, it is something that provides food.
0: Yeah.
1: So when I look at it, I would actually look at elements like that. So. Okay you know, where you would place your kitchen according to the, the floor plan. So again, with the bathroom thing, you shouldn't put the bathroom beside the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So how you lay out your kitchen yes. is key. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. Okay, so then, so besides that, so what about the light? How does light affect you in Feng Shui? Because mm-hmm. I know in functional medicine right now, what we're talking about in health yeah. mm-hmm. is the, basically, we are talking about two kinds of light right, right. now. You have your blue light, yeah. which wakes your brain up, And your red light, which helps bring your brain down. And I know feng shui, one of its big things, of course you'll talk about it, is the opening of natural light. So how does light come into play in feng shui?
1: Yeah, so feng shui, they always say um, you have to have enough light, natural light in your space. Um, And that's key to healthy living. And I think when i got into it i started looking at why that is Mm -hmm. so again i saw studies of people saying the more sunlight that a person gets the the healthier they would be Mm -hmm. so i was like okay that makes sense that's just basically really common for me common sense
0: yeah um should be common sense but it's really really not
1: (laughs) and then there is the again the the yellow light, yep. and then there's the blue, which is actually white light for yeah. what we talk about. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. Same, you have to, like yeah. this kind of light, right? Yeah. yeah so when we, when we say um, that the blue and white, blue white light is the moon, Okay. and then yellow would be the sun. Okay. So um, they say naturally, because the moonlight actually would just wake a person up and like, you can't really relax. Okay. when you're under that light. So the
0: moonlight represents <coughs> the white light, yeah. which would wake you up in feng shui. Yeah. For us, the moonlight represents the blue slight spectrum, yeah. which turns on your cortisol, yeah. which wakes up your neurons, which keeps you awake. Exactly. So, Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And then the yellow light, sorry.
1: Yeah, and then the yellow light would be the sunlight, okay. which is naturally what we crave for. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I think um, when you were talking about the, the curtains, so when yeah, the you're sleeping, yeah, yeah, you should... Lower your current. So that's actually quite interesting because Feng Shui talks about the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. So day is the, the yang. Yeah,
0: which is the yin, white side. Yeah,
1: yeah, yin is the, the dark yeah. side. So that is the. We always say you need to have the balance of the yin and the yang. So mm-hmm. day and night is yin and yang. So you yeah. need to have that balance. Okay. So it's very interesting. I think it's all like
0: yeah. I, you know. d- I think it's we're all talking the same language. <coughs> yeah, it's just we're using it in very different terms. Very different That's why terms. I was thinking like even one day maybe a function, even in maybe the modern feng shui home, you'll yeah. even have like the lighting will change yeah. as the day goes. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, we'll have our daytime feng shui lighting and then our nighttime yeah. feng shui lighting. You know, <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, how it's just kind of all like I yeah. think really coming together now how about smells when it comes to function because obviously we mm. talk about qi which is the airflow yeah. you probably don't want smelly air would be my guess is that exactly correct?
1: yes so uh, in function actually a lot of times they say don't have your build your house in front of uh, garbage well, like that's
0: <laughs> good so That's yeah. a pretty good concept yeah, yeah. So don't build your houses <laughs> in front of garbage dumps yeah. <laughs> or on top of sewers yeah
1: <laughs> um, so actually that also goes back to plants again I think mm-hmm. which um, what I think is odor it does cause certain reactions in us yep. um, obviously it's important to pick obviously not bad odor yeah um, and if you walk into a space and you don't smell something you mm-hmm. smell something like not very comfortable then yeah. there is something with it so let's say and I find Places with, let's say, mold. Yeah. With, uh, if there's like leaking Uh problems, often they do have a like a moldy smell,
0: like or damp concrete. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So, in function that is not okay yeah so I think it makes sense
0: now what about the opposite what about using smells to enhance feng shui is that a thing too yeah I've been
1: yeah yeah. doing that uh, actually to sort of bring essential oil into feng shui I wanted (laughs) to get to too
0: (laughs) because I know even in functional medicine yeah like for instance you know there's tons of research they have athletes using peppermint because peppermint wakes up your brain so to me it's kind of like and i could be wrong but to me peppermint would probably be a good odor to have in your office yes because it would wake up your brain yes where the opposite maybe be like a lavender in your bedroom but how do you use you would say you've been experimenting with it yeah
1: because i actually been working uh, on a project okay with a essential oil brand so they have uh, essential oil experts so we work together and say okay what oil is better for relationship what hmm. oil is better for work? So again, peppermint is very yeah, good for peppermint waking. Peppermint and menthols, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then lavender would be good for relaxing, so yep. sleeping. Um, so yeah, I do find that, like ginger, ginger clove, those things would be very good for um, Also, if people feel like dizzy, yep. that type of thing. Yeah, um, so I, I find it really interesting, actually. Yeah, no, it is, I think yeah. it's
0: really interesting. Another yeah. one, too, is um, smell of uh, like pine cone, evergreen trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use that a lot in Japan. You've heard of shinrin yoku? No. It's forest bathing.
1: So oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, yeah,
0: exactly. Once I say it, but yeah. It's, so what happened is the government they realized that people, you know, like we you said in feng shui too. We yeah. talked about feng shui is about nature. You know, mm-hmm. when you go into nature, you feel good. Right. Going on the beach, you feel good. This is why you want to live. Like if you look at the population, <coughs> people like to live near water right. and green yeah. grass. But in, in what they discovered was that. Not only did people go in there and feel good, which obviously drops your cortisol too, but their mm-hmm. immune system went up. Uh-huh. And of course your immune system will go up when your cortisol drops too, yes. right? But they also realized at the same time there was actually the sense uh, from the pine trees mm-hmm. actually activated more white blood cells to get created. Mm. So then what happened was the guy who was doing most of the research on it said, I wonder if I could take this, like, how can you get it if you live in the middle of Tokyo? So what he did is he actually used the scents in an office setting and the same effects still happened. Mm-hmm. So people's mm-hmm. white blood cells immunity still went up even though they weren't actually in the trees, they were just using the scent. Oh, that's so that's very the, very s- interesting. the scent of the cypress trees, I guess helped mm-hmm. raise their immunity and stuff right. like that too. So yeah, so odor again, very, very yeah, important. very powerful. Yeah. Now speaking of projects you're working on, yeah. what are you working on? You just brought out a book recently. Yes. It's a relationship feng shui book. Yeah.
1: So I've uh, put out a book two months ago. So it's about, it's called Love and Fate. So I illustrated it and it's uh, basically like a love guidebook with feng shui advice in it. So how you can arrange your home to have uh, better energy for a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to find a partner, uh, what can you do to to sort of um, arrange your outfit and stuff like that. Um, So it's out in all the bookstores in Hong Kong. Um, you can also buy online okay. um, and the second is I'm working on f- uh, homewares
0: okay. so uh,
1: designing modern Feng Shui home items okay uh, like big
0: I items would, small items middle I'm items. I'm gonna
1: start with smaller items first okay and see how that goes uh, they're just more like let's say if they Feng Shui Master actually to put like a, a metal chicken Okay. then i would sort of do stuff like that yeah that you can place in a corner or
0: yeah
1: on your desk
0: but they give me nicer looking like that cat that like yeah that. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody's seen that cat yeah a lucky cat. <laughs> the lucky cat because <laughs> yeah, i just don't want a lucky cat yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So when are you going to bring those up? When are those going to start popping up?
1: Uh, I'm working on it now, so it should be out by the end of this year.
0: Okay. Yeah. And they're going to be for sale in Hong Kong or online and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to probably have an online store, Okay. Um, but I'll be selling it around Hong Kong too. Okay.
0: Now, the last two things I really want to ask you about is the difference between, if you know, the Western and the classical. Now you do the classical yeah. style, yes. right? And you have a compass, a special compass. Can you actually just show the camera? and ex- yeah. Maybe, you don't have to have a ton of detail, but just give them a quick show and yeah. you can hold it up there and explain kind of, how does this compass work?
1: Yeah, so um, so here's the compass.
0: Right up there, there we go. There, there you go.
1: <laughs> so as you can see, there's so many writings on it, but um, this uh, is the one of the most important tool for us to look at function of, of a space. So it gives us a very precise direction of um, a building or where your door is facing. Um, so all the numbers on there are just like numbers that tells us where the direction is. Hmm. And uh, each direction, yep. does,
0: so it has, is there eight, there's eight main <coughs> directions, correct? Yes. And then one would represent like there's north, northeast, south, yeah, and exactly. then they each represent a different aspect yeah. of your home, yeah. right? So what are the, what are the eight directions kind of meeting? Um, well,
1: the, the the classical one, um, it. Actually, it gets very complicated. Because yeah, so it's
0: into the. Well, it's more like the, the adult man yeah. and then the, the daughter and the mom. Yeah. Where the American style, for, I don't want to interrupt and tell <laughs> you, but from what I've gathered, the American style is more just like, hey, that's where the wealth court yeah, is. Yeah, the that's wealth thingy- court. It's like, like, what, what, like, what would you call the Western style? Like The, 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 uh, chicken, the chicken ball. The chicken ball of feng, feng <laughs> <laughs> So So, yeah, so yours is quite complicated.
1: Yeah, um, and um, so what we do is when we look Get uh, a building um, that gives us the, the direction and mm. then we go into the person's space yeah. and we measure the direction again and that gives us the precise um, calculation so and then we can from there to get the eight direction and there's one in the middle too so there's actually nine of them okay yeah so um, it would tell us different things so there is one for every year too okay so every year it changes so that's why everyone uh, does Feng Shui every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but they when you sorry when you say
0: Feng Shui every year. Yeah. So if you design your house, does that mean every year you have to move everything around and repaint? Yes,
1: supposed to. Oh, yeah. you're supposed to. Yeah. Okay. So and that when must I must become a
0: hassle though. Yeah, yeah. but I
1: think that's um, also I think that goes back to change. Okay. Um, I think life. The only thing there's a saying. The only thing permanent about life is change. Okay. So I think. Uh, important thing about Feng Shui is that it does help people to change their home mm-hmm. uh, so it's not just always the same
0: gotcha.
1: um, and when they change it every year it, it helps them to renew that year yeah Yeah.
0: okay is that have anything to do kind of with the Chinese New Year tradition of throwing yeah. away the old yeah sort of stuff
1: I think it's sort of uh, has a close relationship okay. um, because Feng Shui has to renew every year and then Chinese Chinese New Year also say that you
0: need to throw stuff away so that's why feng shui is always so popular during now is feng shui um could you kind of consider it like a minimalistic sort of would you have a minimalistic home because i know clutter is a big thing in in feng shui because obviously um (coughs) clutter affects the flow if you have tons of clutter everywhere so then and I don't know, another big thing in the West right now is this movement towards minimalism. Minimal, you yeah. know, having less stuff is more and more is less. Yes. Is that sort of a, is that not a, a principle, but is that sort of a, an idea in feng shui? Yes,
1: that is uh, an idea. And I think um, feng shui always tells people to, uh, let's say, organize your your room. Um, and how I look at it is I actually found relationship between the p- a person's mind mm-hmm. And their space so I re- I was actually reading this book about it's called um I think something about your your place uh, a pr- if you look at a person's space uh-huh. you can tell a lot about that person Yeah. so they were saying that before that person arranged their room that room was in their mind oh, okay so when you have somebody who is cluttered their mind is probably very cluttered that makes sense yeah so how I look at it is I think it's very good to try to be minimal because then it clears your mind Um, and I think that again but everybody has different personalities and different minds yeah so I think if that would be very good if you're that type of person that needs to have that simple life living Um, and also if you want to just Start new, mm-hmm. clear out all the old stuff. Gotcha. Start new, then that would be a very
0: great way to. Do. But if you are one of those people that like to collect a lot of junk, yeah, in Feng Shui, you would probably want tell them do you, do you help them with more like organization? And just yeah, kind of say okay, it's great if you love all your stuff. it's yeah. great you've got you know <laughs> eighty five copies of yeah. some magazine that are ten years old. It's great, yeah. but let's put it into a box and yes. maybe so yeah. organization's a big part of it exactly. too. Exactly. Well, cool. so where can people then start to learn more about feng shui and how they can start to put because like you said it's very complicated look like at this yeah I, like there's 360 probably times yeah. 10 calculations yeah, on that exactly. so the normal person is not going to be able to really use that yeah so how would a normal person start to go about under like a basic understandings of feng shui
1: um, I think there are a lot of books and um, articles that are about feng shui I mm-hmm. think um, you need to, to be careful though because Feng shui is very misunderstood and sometimes articles can be very biased. Yeah. So if you don't know what you're reading, you can just be reading like very biased opinion on it. Oh, okay. So I think it's good to keep an open mind. Um, you know, read on books and like articles about uh feng shui and then you take in the information and I can I think you just learn the basics from there first. Okay. Um and then I think it's good to sort of look into um, I think there are books that are goes deeper into feng shui too, but I don't okay. know if there's English ones
0: that. There might be a couple. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. uh, been a while, but yeah, I yeah. have to take a peek. I'm sure that there are English books on feng shui. Right. I don't know if there are yeah. Great ones. Yeah. there's the Idiots Guide to Feng Shui. <laughs> 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 feng Shui for Dummies. Yeah. because <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like the Indians. I'm trying to find some stuff on Bastu. It's mm. very difficult. Yeah. It's all in it's Hindi. Like yeah. very few things. Of, uh, but like I was saying, I think over the time. Um, I think just for the feng shui, I think it's just a marketing thing. Yeah. I think you're, you're, you're obviously on the right track. <laughs> With contemporary, making it contemporary yeah, and modernizing, contemporary it, I line. think it's important. Because I think it really is. I think it, it has a lot of commonalities of now what the West has discovered.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> We've discovered it. Right. <laughs> That's a, we always discover things that are 5,000 yeah. years old that everybody else discovered long before us. Yeah. Um, so where can people find out more about you then? yes and uh, follow you
1: um they can follow me on instagram which is my name thierry chow t-h-i-e-r-r-y-c-h-o-w
0: that's a tricky one the t-h-i-e
1: yeah and then um i do have a facebook page when i i would sometimes upload new things on there but Mm. my instagram is more updated
0: yeah instagram's number
1: one and my facebook is thierry chow and then feng shui okay
0: Um,
1: and then you can also just google me and there's tons of like articles that would talk about feng shui and what my take on it
0: really yeah. and you will have a website coming up fairly soon
1: i uh, actually i did
0: have a website and i just need to renew the yeah contract yeah. Oh, okay so to renew the contract and a feng shui that contract yeah, the feng shui, feng shui, feng shui feng feng the account shui, yeah. <laughs> great well anyway yeah. uh thank you this was excellent i think thank people you are so going to learn a lot thank more you. about it and my real goal was to show people that it, it really it, it's it's an art mm. but it's also a science yeah um in that but show that hey you know what there's actually a lot more to it like you said in yeah. furniture ranging there's actually a lot more background to it just like acupuncture yeah you know in the West they used to say acupuncture doesn't do any acupun- yeah. whatever acupuncture <laughs> this and now you know like six years ago even the Canadian government now has covers you in healthcare for yeah. acupuncture right you know because they realize oh it's doing something you know it's <laughs> the same thing kind of with massage yeah we're now you know for a long time massage was just really nothing but now right. it's kind of like okay actually massage is a something yeah Um. so I think feng shui is going to definitely be that next something yeah, I, think I think when think people so just too. start connecting the dots mm-hmm. and just understand we're talking about the same things it's yeah. just the language is different. So maybe a guy a couple thousand years ago talked about a uh, dragon and <laughs> yes. the next guy talked about chi and then somebody mm-hmm. came and says talks about airflow right. and then yeah. you know and then mm-hmm. it all starts making sense. Yeah. So thank anyways, you. yeah thank you again for having start. me thank you, thank you. <laughs>